Hey y'all. So today I want to talk about what do you do when you feel unsafe? I was this morning um, pushed in my heart to write a letter to a friend. There's been some some friction going on emotionally and I realized that I have been feeling unsafe. Now, the thing about that that's not so new is that inside of my community, that has been something that has been consistent for me is, is feeling unsafe and not knowing how to react to do, to it or, um, what I should do about that feeling or that inkling. And this friend in particular is someone who when we first started to build our relationship, it was like this breath of fresh air. I felt safe. I felt like I can be the whole of myself with this person. And I think I've operated that way since I was young. You know, I remember being in middle school. I remember being in high school, being in college and being the person that, you know, I cling fast to the idea of a person who is safe. And how I used to see that um, is I used to try to find my home and people. And I would always blame God for feeling like a nomad. Like, okay, God, I felt home. I've always felt home somewhere outside of my skin. What does it mean? Um, even to a few years ago in 2017, when I went overseas, I remember I stepped my foot off the plane and I'm the introverted person, right? The person who isn't apt to be the first one talking or the loudest one in the room. And I remember going to uh, one of the leaders and saying, I, I feel at home here in a way that I have never felt it in my entire life. Um, even when I'm alone with myself, I don't, you know, feel that I, this is how I was walking in through that and perceiving it. And so, you know, I have a track record of this. <laughs> And I, I met this friend in particular and I felt like, okay, God, like you're, you're presenting me with a person who is willing to accept me as I am. And vulnerability can be a lot for people, especially when we are still learning. Um, and I'm a person who's still learning. So I'm willing to be vulnerable. And sometimes that's a lot because I have not yet learned fully uh, how to properly and adequately deal with my trauma responses. And so the difference between a new person entering into this vulnerable, vulnerable space with me and a person who has walked with me through things is the person who has walked with me has made a commitment to understand and know. And they have also seen, OK, this is who you are. And that is your trauma. And there's a certain willingness, whether new or old, that a person must have and strength that a person must have to say, OK, you are acting out in your trauma. And I'm not going to take responsibility for your trauma. And I am not going to allow you to continue taking out your trauma on me. And 
thank the Lord, I do have people in my life who are willing to be that soft and that open and that willing. Um, where I'm walking through this today, why I'm writing this, why I was writing this letter today and then feeling in my heart to share this, this podcast with you guys and this conversation with you guys is what did I do when I felt unsafe? I was vulnerable with this person. And because this person is still new to the truth of who I am, there were certain reactions that came. Um, And, you know, I read a lot. I seek for understanding. I seek for the knowledge of God. I seek for wisdom. And in my humanity, there are certain things I know in my skin. Like, okay, I learned this from a book. I learned this from a reputable person. And so I know this. And there are times where my knowing this puts an expectation on someone else to understand. And that's not true. And so for me, you know, I'm like, okay, boundaries are things that are clearly communicated. You have to be willing to be open about your boundaries. and So I'm putting this expectation on this person to understand, okay, if you're feeling this, then you need to do this, right? I'm placing my own expectations and regulations on their behavior. And so when this person got to their limit of experiencing my trauma, like experiencing the the um, fallout of my trauma, they set unspoken boundaries. And so what did I do? I then made them responsible for my reactions. Oh, you are doing this. So that's why I reacted to that. Can't, why don't you understand that? Because you did this, I did this. Or by you doing that, I did this. And I stopped taking responsibility for myself, right? Because regardless of what this person does, they still bear the image of God. And as a brother or sister in Christ, they deserve grace, right? That's what God has called them, has called me to. He's called me to grace. He's called me to lay my life down for my friend. He's called me to the love that he is. And so there's somewhere along the line where I lost that and I started to condemn this person because of their actions and I rationalized it because it was I see this and this doesn't add up to who they are so they're being inconsistent not realizing that I'm responsible for my trauma I'm responsible for how that trauma comes off on other people right I'm not five six seven twelve I'm an adult And therefore, what I do with my healing and my reaction and my grace, that is showing you who I am. So I might be the most amazing person and the most open person and the most sharing person and graceful person with 97% of the people in my life. But that 3% of people where... In the world, we say like, oh, I stepped out of character. Like I, you know, that wasn't me. But it's like that 3% that's down there, that was in you, right? And if there's a root to that, that is 
who you are. It's not all of who you are, but it is who you are. And so something that God has been convicting me of and challenging me on is, okay, I can have pride and say, I know who I am and you're misinterpreting that because this happened. Or I can say, okay, God, you're showing me that this is in me. And it says in the Bible, right? Abraham spoke the things that are not as though they were. We say that as if we have all this power. And the amazing thing is we do because the Holy Spirit is holy and God is a great father and Jesus' blood gave us access, right? But what Abraham spoke was the things of God, right? The things of God that he believed were true. And so they were not. He could not see them. But he spoke them as though they were, and they were the promise and the truth of God. He said, if I lay here, Isaac, this promise that God did, he can resurrect him. A thing that was not as though it is. And so God tells me who I am. And if in this moment, when in this moment, I'm living in a way that is not up to that identity and that promise and that truth that God has spoken. It's not my work to deny it. It's my work to address it, right? Because in every in every season, there's a difference between how, you know, every season is not harvest season. Every season is not planting season, right? And so if I'm in a season where God is showing me roots so that they can be pulled up because it is pruning season or because it is the, you know, it is the season where the ground must rest. Me addressing that is not, oh, well, that's just not me. It's okay, God, that's here. And I am who you say I am. So what do I do with that? Is it a thorn? Is it a, is it a weed? Is it a root? You've spoken who I am. That doesn't align with what you have spoken of who I am. God, where does it go? How do I throw it out? Are my hands not open for you to take it? Is it my heart that's not willing to give? God, what am I not facing? Open me, right? Those who have ears, let them hear. Those who have eyes, let them see. We have a Holy Spirit who is comforting and honest and walks us in the ways of the Lord. And our God is also a gentleman. So for me, this was showing up in a pattern. Okay, I have this pattern of something happening that's a red alert this pushed the button of my trauma and what that did was create a space for friction in relationship and instead of me dealing with me it's me looking at the other person like why aren't you strong enough to handle me being traumatized when that was never their responsibility in the first place so um that's that's all I wanted to address. You know, what do you do when you feel unsafe? I want to open this conversation uh, because I think it's a good question to ask yourself. You know, I started this um, 
that you guys would know that you are loved, you are seen, you are known, you are heard, right? The sheep knows his shepherd and the sheep know, the sheep knows their shepherd and the shepherd knows his sheep. We know his voice. And so part of believing that is looking at you for who you are today and holding the tension for who God says you are, right? Because we're in the middle of a journey. We're not standing still. Even in our waiting, God may be moving us. And so me processing and me opening this door and me sharing these poems or these words or these things is that you guys would walk into that vulnerability as well. You guys would walk uh, with open eyes into these conversations. It's not just about where we are. It's about where we're going. And you are loved and you are seen and you are known by God who is willing to be with you to feel with you, to bless you, to love you, to, to address it with you. We abide in him with our honesty and with our truth. And he's the vine dresser, right? If I'm the vine and I'm realizing this, this doesn't seem like it belongs, God is the one who pulls the weeds. He's the one who throws the things into the chaff and into the fire. Me being malleable is the promise I make, right? Because if he is a potter and I am his and I believe I am his, that means I am clay, which means I am soft. If he is the vine dresser and I am the vine, it means that he mm. decides what it is to do with me. And he is holy. So he is good. And if he is good, he is light. And if he is light, there is no darkness. There is no darkness to be found in him. So he cannot do me wrong. He cannot do me bad. There is no thing that he does or says or desires of me that will work backwards, that will work anything of darkness in me. That will work anything that's not true in me. That will not heal me because he is holy, which means he is good, which means that I am loved and I am seen and I am known. And even if I am alone, I'm not because he is with me. That is his promise. He sees me and he knows me. And he is able to fill and fulfill me in every way that I have ever needed. Thank you for listening today. And I hope you you guys br bring that question with you to your quiet place. And ask him, Father God, what do I do? Holy Spirit, guide me in how I can walk through this. Jesus, intercede for me at the right hand of the Father, please. Bring this desire to my heart to be whole. To have the fruit of your spirit, of self-control, of kindness, of gentleness, of goodness, of faithfulness, of love, of long-suffering, of righteousness, of goodness. Let me, let me be made whole of you and in you.
God, I walk with you so that I can be like you. Thank you, Jesus, that you gave me a way through the cross, through your blood, through your bursting heart. Thank you that you have given me the Holy Spirit to guide, oversee, and protect me. Thank you that you have made me of love because you are. And thank you that you have given steps of holiness and perfection by your blood and your power and your hand in the name of Jesus. Because you have said that when I ask in your name, if I have not, I have not because I have asked not in your name. So we call on Jesus for that. So I ask you call on him for that. And be real. And ask him. Who can I be vulnerable with? How do I set those boundaries? God, let me be whole with you and show me who I can, who I can be open with and how I can be open with. In Jesus' name. I love you guys. I thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. And until next time.